You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Okay, Al, baby, give it a rip, baby. Oh, yes, we got the long johns and the short johns and every john you got. It's cold out there. It's a little bit crispy in the neighborhood. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Dave's Corner Garage, celebrating our 21st year on the air, coast to coast to coast. And we got a great show coming up for you, and we're going to hand it over to Al, who will then hand it over to the guy who's too lazy to come in here in his pajamas (laughs) in his home studio, Dave Redinger. No, it's Dave's turn next. Dave, go ahead, sir. We oh, lost, we've lost Dave. We lost Dave. See, maybe he is. All right. Well, let's is, set it up. Hang on. His skin is probably not thick enough to. He doesn't like the pajama jokes. So, Do you think uh, the wire broke because it was so cold? No, I don't know. He just probably fell asleep again. <laughs> what you find if you get up like early on a weekend, like six thirty, which is a normal time, <laughs> you go. I just put my head in the pillow for another five minutes. Next thing you know, it's eight thirty. I would love to do that. So we got the old uh, old guy back up. All right, Dave Davey, is ready take it to away, go. Dave. What are we doing today? Rocking and rolling. All right. Don't roll out of bed. <laughs> yeah. It's like living in an old age home with this lockdown. Only difference is nobody has to take you for a walk. You can go on your own. It's Groundhog Day every day. Every day is Monday. Anyways, today we're going to be joined by uh, Trevor Hutchinson from Crown. We've got some interesting stories to tell. And uh, he's going to give away two sprays to some lucky listener. So if you're calling in and the boys decide that you're worthy... Uh, we're going to help you out. So that's uh, Trevor from Crown. And we're going to have Norris with us from Nor- from the Toronto Star, Norris McDonald from the wheel section. And the wheel section is 38 years old, to I think September, mm-hmm. 38 years old, and it's dying. So we're going to talk about some of the stuff that's going on there. And we've got some email questions that were sent in. Uh, we've got some interesting stuff that happened to me during the week. And it's just going to be a great get-together. It's Saturday morning, the sun is shining, and we all woke up this morning. Right, and it's a cold one. And if you're wondering if you put the cables on red to black or black to red, you can call us right now, and we'd be happy to answer those questions. I would think there there are going to be a few people today uh-huh. who are going to wake up and uh, get to their car, and it's going to be like, I'm getting a click, and there's nothing going on. So uh, CAA, I'm sure, will be pretty busy today. Because mm-hmm. really, this has been, we've been fortunate outside of this covid which is beyond words. Um, we've been fortunate with the weather. It really hasn't been that cold. No, exactly. In the springtime, it warmed up pretty quick, which was nice because all we could do was driveways for the visits, which reminds me, <laughs> that's, what, that's what I did last week, but I don't think I'm going to do it this week. It's too cold. It's too cold for what? Well, to do those outside driveway visits oh. to see your kids and grandkids. Hey, oh, Dave? Yeah. That's fun. No. No? Hardy Canadians. Born and bred to live in the true north. That's why you're at home. <laughs> and if, if I may, I just want to give a, a little shout out to uh, my partner in crime, Eileen. 
because today is our 44th wedding anniversary. Hey, and uh, congratulations. Thank you. Well, the scars are there. Um, <laughs> she was married to you all those years? Yes, she was yeah, for most of them. Wow. Yeah, the spreadsheet was like three and, to one. And it's an ongoing story? Yeah, uh, it is. Yeah, there's a series coming out on Crave. You're not getting a manila envelope from the lawyer's <laughs> office on Monday? No, we have an upcoming series on Crave. Uh, we'll give you a link later on. And uh, But uh, thanks to everybody who's been writing in today, so it's great. And we need your questions. So uh, give us a call. The lines are open right now. Uh, We've got Trevor coming up from Crown soon and also Norris McDonald. So this is your show. You've helped put us on the air for 21 years, and we want to keep it going. And uh, we're going to have some tips from Steve on how you can keep your marriage uh, exciting for 44 years. Well, I have to call my lawyer first. If not longer. (laughs) (laughs) This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. And welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. we got a great show. We want to take your calls to the nine lines. They're one 740 4740 Al, over to you, camera 13 with Crown. Trevor Hutchison, how are you today? <laughs> good morning, Alan. Doing really well. Hope you guys are keeping good, too. We are. It's a balmy minus nine here in the studio, or outside the studio anyways. Where are you? Uh, I am up at my palatial Caledon estate, and it is uh, bright and sunny, but probably about the same temperature. Very nice. Hey, it's not snowing, and it's... Uh... It's still okay. Everybody's everybody healthy in your family. Everybody okay? Yeah, things are really good. Thanks, Steve. Uh, the parents are uh, are doing well, and uh, you know, all things considered, uh, I think we're okay. Make sure you warm up them hands before you go milk the cows up there, eh? Oh, give me a break! <laughs> oh, those cows—they, they, you know, they're a little touchy. Trevor, you know these guys. Anything north of Steels is in the country. <laughs> That's right. Well, you know, Al- Alan may not be wrong. Um, I'm <laughs> My in-laws are only about 20 minutes north of me, and uh, they've got about 30 acres and wow. cows, chickens, so he, he's right on there. Well, you, you know, it's funny. It reminds me. I, I once asked a caller, you know, they, they were talking about living, you know, somewhere, I guess maybe Caledon, who knows. And I mentioned something, and they came back with, we do have paved roads here, you know. And I went, whoa, where did that come from? All right, well, Trevor, you know, a lot of people, we were talking earlier how, you know, it's like Groundhog Day. A lot of people are sitting home, not doing anything, not going to work. Uh, Not good that their vehicles sit parked in the driveway. Could you explain to everybody why and how they can prevent bad stuff from happening? For sure. It it, it is a big issue because of, for most of us in the last, you know, 10 months, we just simply haven't driven our vehicles as much. But from a maintenance point of view and from a corrosion point of view, uh, that's not ideal is because they don't really get dried out. You kind of you need the air to move the moisture away. And so although we don't put a lot of kilometers on the vehicles right now, corrosion still affecting them due to the moisture and sitting around. And and the same goes with. You know, you you don't want to skip doing regular maintenance like you would, uh, changing your fluids, checking tire pressure. Uh, all of that's still important to do. Um, one of the things we've noticed, which was kind of interesting, is that um, as we got the messaging out to our customers on this, is that they actually started to take a look at, you know, we didn't really consider that, so let's do it. One of the things that it created, because we're down to by appointment only now, is many of our shops have been booked up for months mm-hmm. uh, because of people wanting to get in to do their regular, in our case, annual maintenance, but no doubt on the mechanical trades doing their regular scheduled oil changes and other maintenance that they should be doing you know, every few months or at least biannually. 
Right, and as much as we try to tell people that you know you really should take it out and drive it once in a while, they're yeah. going, you know what? I we, we have two cars. Neither one of us is going to work. We've actually taken the insurance off the cars in some cases. So uh, really, it, it's not a good thing. I, I kind of wonder what they're saving, you know, on the insurance. Um, as opposed to, well, you're going to need brakes and a battery. I mean, you know, you could, you're talking about a thousand bucks just from leaving the car sit. So, how much did you actually save? And now you're mentioning too the fact that it's going to get rusty underneath. You know, so um, in fact, I had someone beg me to fix a car today. I said, "Listen, I'm not a body shop." He goes, "I don't care. Just get rid of the rust and make it look pretty." You know, so um, it, it is happening now. So, are all of your centers actually open, or are some not? Right, right now. We probably have about eight or nine in the from Kitchener to Oshawa that are not open mm-hmm. uh, that have chosen to close uh, due to the uh, you know their circumstance in their community. Um, I would say in in every case it's based on uh, the fact that they want to look after their employees and families, uh, try to do what they can to reduce. Uh, any of the the spread issues, mm-hmm. uh, e- even though our shops are following a very rigorous protocol of, of disinfecting in that, um, it's still their choice whether they want to stay open. But 95% of our shops are still open. And one of the things that we're doing, you know, if you're a Crown customer, say, in, in Kitchener, where our shop is mm-hmm. temporarily closed right now, and you have a warranty with us, and you're not able to get in due to that, is that uh, we are extending the um, anniversary date on the warranties to allow people to come in safely uh, at a time when we're back open in those areas. Right. And you're, you're almost being like Santa because uh, this is after Santa. Because uh, for anybody who's calling up throughout the hour has a question about Crown, uh, Trevor and the people at Crown are going to give you a $150 gift certificate to get your car done. Free so thank you, Trevor. There you go. And our, uh, our illustrious leader is on the phone, too. Dave, you got a question for Trevor? Yeah, well, you know what? Car sales are really down. You know, I guess why? Because you can't get into a showroom. But they're off by 20%. So people are keeping their cars. And they're keeping them longer because also because they run longer. So the bottom line is Trevor is going to be busy, busy, busy for quite a while. Yeah. we. I, I tell you, David, we had a phenomenal... Uh, second half of the year last year. Um, you know, in some cases, our business, because of, of COVID and, and in Ontario, at least, our first lockdown in that um, April and May were, were really challenging months. And again, not just for us, for, for everybody was dealing with that. Um, but then once we, we kind of came to grips with it and uh, got set up so that we could safely, you know, process vehicles and, and deal with the customer in a way where they weren't, uh, uh, you know, they would feel comfortable coming into one of our centers. I tell you, business has been fantastic. And uh, we actually still had an increase last year. And so far in January, we've had one of our best Januaries ever. So I, I expect we'll have a very busy rest of the winter and spring. All right. Speaking of busy, we got to take a break, Trevor. You want to hang on the line and we'll get back to you right after these few words from our sponsors already? For sure. All right. Take it easy. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Feels like Netflix now. We're into season two. This is episode two <laughs> with uh, Trevor Hutchison from Crown. Over to you, Al. All right, we've got a caller on the line, and we're going to take it quickly and speak to Wayne. Is in Scarborough's got a question about oil. Wayne, what can we do for you? Yes. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Uh, I had I have a O2 Honda Civic, 
and I had it crowned in uh, September. I can't say enough how they cleaned the car up and afterwards and everything. And but my quick question is: sure. the car takes calls for five twenty oil, mm-hmm. and I'm just wondering because she's got like three hundred and eighteen thousand k on it. Right. I asked one mechanic, "Can I switch to a heavier oil?" And he said, "No, that might not be a good idea." What's your, your guy's opinion? If the car is working normally and you're not consuming any oil, then I would say, by all means, carry on with the 520. But if you find, because a lot of these things, as they get a little bit of miles on, they start to burn a bit, by all means, going to a 1030, I don't think is going to bother it at all. What were you thinking of changing it to? Well, I didn't really know, to tell you the truth. And she doesn't use much between changes. I use synthetic. She uses maybe like a third of a liter. She's pretty good. Well, if you're happy with what you're using and you're getting success with it, I would just stick with it. But if you want to hang on the line, Wayne, we're going to uh, get your phone number quickly. So when you get your next application of Crown, it's going to be on the house. How's that? Wow, amazing. Thank you, guys. You're very welcome. All right, thanks for calling in with that, Wayne. Trevor, your your product is oil based. We were talking about oil. Um, when it when it drips, for example, which it does or creeps, is it easy to clean up? Uh, in in most cases, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason I say most cases is is some of our customers that have say a uh, interlocking stone driveway, right? Um, it, it can be real difficult because it's very porous. The interlocking stone, even if they've sealed it, uh, so we put a nice little mirror hanger. Uh, on the rear view mirror for everybody when they get their vehicle sprayed and talk to them in our centers about uh, the fact that at this time of year, like I just had my vehicle sprayed this week, mm-hmm. and with the temperature we've had, um, I won't see a drop for a while because uh, it, the metal's just too cold. It's too cold outside. But once it warms up, you will see a little bit of creeping and dripping. Uh, but to clean it up, there's a couple of ways you could do it very mm-hmm. simply. One is uh, just using a simple uh, dish detergent and some warm water. You're uh, soaking in it right now. That's, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> because, because you're right. Like any anything that'll cut through, and and when, when you see dripping, sometimes people think, well, if it's dripping, isn't what you put on the vehicle to protect it not working? Mm-hmm. But what it is is that the petroleum base of our product uh, serves as a carrier for our chemical inhibiting package. So. What it does is it, in essence, transports our chemical inhibitors that do the rust protection to the metal, and any residual dripping is that base oil that comes off. So it's safe. You're not going to have any environmental issues. But having said that, uh, it can cause a little bit of residual staining. Uh, That'll come out of asphalt, but we we just caution people they might want to put a little cardboard or something under their vehicle if they're on an interlocking driveway for a few days. Well, I, I guess you heard that Wayne was so impressed on how clean the car was when he got it back, yeah. eh? Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the funny thing is, Alan, in, in, in our industry, it used to be the fact that going back into the 70s and 80s, when people got their vehicles sprayed, uh, when oil sprays started coming out, they'd tell people, you know, go drive down a back alley or a gravel road. Right. And they would they would never wash the vehicle because, they, oh, we're going to wash it off. Mm-hmm. Um, but our president, uh, Freeman Young, when he uh, took a look at this and said, you know, we're not in the rust protection business. We're in the vehicle maintenance business, but we don't deal with cars. We deal with the people that bring cars to us. And, and people want to get in a clean car. And so uh, he spent a lot of years trying to change mentality on that. And now it's really become the industry standard that that 
consumers should rightly expect to get back in a clean car uh, when they come into a crown center. Well, you know, Dave had a garage. Dave, uh, he's on the line with us right now, and, and yeah. I did as well. And and so often people get ticked because they go, you know, you got some grease on my carpet or my steering wheel is yep. dirty. And I would always try to fluff it off and say, that's yeah. how you know that we were actually in it and working on it. <laughs> hey, yeah, Dave? that works really well. <laughs> Fast and honest. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, did you ever use one of those lines? You know, we used to hand them car wash coupons. Oh, that was nice. You know, when they got their bill, we shook their hands and gave them a car wash coupons. And I had a deal with the car wash, six bucks a car, and we just run it through. But they had one dirty hand now from shaking yours. Yes. Eh? Yes, that's true. Just one? <laughs> and did they have any fingers left? Ha <laughs> ha! Oh, for sure. Oh. Trevor, old joke, old joke. Little Trevor, little listen, uh, thank you very much for taking the time and. Stay safe with everybody in the family. Say hi to, Tra- to Freeman, everybody of the Crown family. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, hopefully in studio, when this thing is all over. Let, let's hope. Thanks so much, gentlemen. Stay okay. safe, everybody, and have a great weekend. And just a reminder that um, if you are calling in throughout the hour and we get you on the air, you'll be entitled, <laughs> you'll be entitled to a full Crown spray. And uh, our operator, Carlos, will take the number down, and you'll be all set. So we have an interesting story and a couple emails that are coming up uh, that people have written into. Dave and I will take care of that right after this break. We are back. Go Buffalo Bills. Just thought I'd throw that in there. There's no money involved. <laughs> this is uh, Dave's Corner Garage. And Dave, uh, before we get to your story, if you don't mind, about your incident this week, uh, we've got a caller on the air that wanted to talk to you guys about some stuff with your car. Yeah, George in Oakville is on line three. George, you got a question for the boys today. Yeah, good morning, guys. I've been listening to you for over 20 years. Um, I got an O2 Taurus in my, my heater. Well, I'm only getting lukewarm heat. And I'm wondering about putting in some Blue Devil. Would that ruin everything, or what is Blue Devil? Well, it's supposed to be for uh, your core, your heater core. Okay, okay. I guess it's a, a particular brand. By all means, yeah, you can put it in the if you haven't flushed the the radiator or the heater in a long time. By all means, follow the instructions. You probably have to drain a little bit out. Put in the stuff. Let it run again. Please read the instructions because they're all different. And then now, uh, go ahead. I, I flushed out uh, the heater core uh, mm-hmm. about two weeks before Christmas, and it's still still lukewarm. Well, the other thing, what, what's the temperature running on the dash? Well, it, it, it stays right at, at half. It doesn't go doesn't go high. Okay, no, I, so it is at the normal temperature, because that's the other thing, too, is, of course, if the thermostat is stuck open and the engine's running too cold, then it's not going to work. What you can do is take off the, the heater hoses, okay, from the actual engine, and then let it drain, and then put the, the flush directly into the heater core. You probably need a funnel, and then leave it sit for a good half hour or so. And then, if you can, if you got a high, if you have a, uh, a pressure washer, that's even better. You're going to want to try to, pr- you know, blow that stuff back and forth. So, in other okay. words, try one side and then blow the other way. And again, then make sure you drain the whole thing out and then fill it up with fresh coolant, and that should help. We got to okay. run. Thanks for calling in with that, Dave. All right, then. Davey, you got a long story here, a yeah, sad one. A couple of things. First off, you know, you, you could have also had a bad water pump. Right. Where it's not moving the water at all. It's just sort of hanging around the engine. Uh, first off, I wanted to talk about my favorite insurance company, MyPace. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had my car almost a year. It'll be a year at the end of March. I spent 700 bucks with MyPace versus 2500 bucks from the insurance company that I left. Mm-hmm. So I have saved a ton, a ton of money. So if you're renewing your insurance, 
and you don't look at my pace, you're making a big mistake. And, of course, my pace, just to remind everybody, is is with CAA. So go on their website, check out yeah, my pace, yeah. and it's great. What's the chance we get a raise? <laughs> <laughs> All the money Davey saved. Okay, go ahead. So I get this phone call from CIBC telling me that my credit card has been compromised, and there's two charges, one for 400 and one for 1300 Did you make these charges? And I go, no. And so this guy comes on the phone and says, Mr. D- Dave Redinger, da-da-da-da-da-da, all of that's correct. Then he asks me for my credit card number. Uh-oh. And then all these flags go off the back of my head, and I'm going, why would you ask me for the credit card number if you're the bank and you have all that information? So I said to him, you know what? I don't think you work for the bank. I want to call you back just to verify that before we go any further in our conversation. Mm-hmm. So I phone up the bank, and they put me through to the fraud department, and it turns out it's a scam. All right. So once you start giving them the information, uh, you're in deep trouble. So I'm going to give you the number that I got. They, it was one six, sorry, six one three, three four two three two nine one six one three three four two three two nine one. It's a scam. And then the bank said, if you do give the information, call them immediately after, and they will cancel your card. All right. So, so uh, best of all is... Where? You have what's going on out there. That's right. So somebody asked for your bank information. I just hang up. Tell them they got the yeah. wrong number. There you go. You guys yeah. just got an email, too, about... Uh, you want to read that question, Al? Yeah. Um, it's on your phone, Al. It's a little <laughs> thing that you play Facebook on all the time. I know, but I shut it off when we're on the air. Okay, I got a question. If parking your car, your toy, your 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 favorite spare car, I should Spit say, for the winter, is it best to change the oil before you park it or when you put it back on the road? Dave, you want to answer that? Yeah, I would change the oil before putting it away uh-huh. because oil has what's called hydrochloric acid and hydrosulfic acid in it because of the combustion process. Mm-hmm. And that stuff will just work on the inside of your motor while it's sitting there and more likely will damage it. So... Yeah, uh, change the oil before you put it away. Keep the windows down just a little bit. Some people say put in mothballs or something to to keep the rodents away, and you're good to go. Uh, also, they use dryer sheets, I think. And yeah. probably best thing to do is disconnect the battery as well and yeah. put some fuel stabilizer in the gas tank. So what does disconnecting oh, the battery oil. do? Well, if you if you leave the battery connected, there is a uh, parasitic draw, the the current is being drawn out of the battery and you'll end up killing it within two weeks which is why we're talking now about covid where people leave the car on the side of the house and you know you got to go out there at least once a week start it up and drive it if you can drive it for 15 20 minutes that would be the best thing you hit the nail on the head once a week start it up let it run for 10 minutes uh let it just exercise itself a little bit and you're good to go i have a little sports car put away and i go up once a week fire it up take it around the block and park it again all right, quickly, we've got another caller on line, so we're going to talk to Roy. Uh, no, we're not talking to Roy. He's on his horse. He's gone away. <laughs> okay. Who are we going to talk to there? We're going to talk Roy. to Roy. Get on it. Roy, what's doing, buddy? Hello. Hello. you got about half a minute. What's up? I want to ask about that McTay guy who was talking gas uh gas prices and he said that oh, yeah. they're going to put a pile of uh, ethanol in the car right. and I want to know uh, what I do with the 93 Honda. Okay, thanks for your call, Al. 
Yeah, well, uh, some of the gas stations don't actually do that blending. Dave, do you know which ones? Actually, uh, all of them have ethanol except Shell 100. Okay. Now, is that the premium so, shell? Yeah, premium shell. All right. What happens is, with uh, especially with, with, with gas-powered hand tools, uh, with ethanol, it eats the rubber in the hand tool. Mm-hmm. So uh, the only one you should be using if you're using hand tools is Shell 100. And this fellow here with a 93 Civic, I would be not buying, I'd be buying premium gas. There you go. When the premium gas is, uh, it's, it's good for the car. I guess you could mix too, eh? I mean, in most cases, engines can handle about 10, 15% ethanol, can they not? Yeah, it's the issue is the rubber in the fuel system. Mm-hmm. All right. And then, so if you're using any power tools, certainly gas ones, Make sure to use the shell rather than the yep. stuff with ethanol. Okay, besides besides the ethanol, guys, mm-hmm. I mean, don't you notice, like, every time, like, when Friday afternoon hits, if the gas is, like, a buck two, all of a sudden it goes up to, like, a dollar ten? Weekend driving. Yeah, well, you, know, you know what they tell you? What? That we discount the gas all week, <laughs> and it's the normal price is a buck ten. Oh, the sweethearts, are they? Yes. <laughs> we own a gas station, so <laughs> I'm telling you, that's what the line is. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, we're going to have to uh, – are we taking a break now or are we still no, running? No, continue on. Okay, carry on. Sorry. Carry on, sir. All right, we've Straight got Bruce. Straight on. Still the bloody cruise. All right, we've got Bruce up in Stouffville. They closed the picker the, – the market up there, eh, Bruce? Oh, yeah, a long time ago. <laughs> yeah? Did you ever attend it? Yeah, for sure. I guess before Sunday openings happened, it was actually quite the the busy place. Well, you want to have yeah, lunch with yeah, this guy yeah. or what? <laughs> All right, Bruce, you got a car question. Yeah, um, I have a 2015 uh, t- diesel Jetta. I know they're very specific about the um, so the synthetic oil that have to use has to meet their standards. Mm-hmm. Is there any difference in depth fluid? Like is is off market or it's all the same, or it, do you have to watch that and by name brand? So you're talking about the additive, the blue stuff that you have to add yeah, to the yeah. gas. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's pretty much all the same. Um, you don't want to be using washer fluid in there because that's blue as well. But I think all the, the, the diesel exhaust fluid is all the same. Dave, do you know one thing, whether whether one one is different yeah, it, than the other? Actually, chemically-wise, it's called urea. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, my wife has a Mercedes. When I was in there waiting for her car to be serviced, they um, – People were buying that stuff like like it was water. They were standing in line almost to buy it. So there must be something to it. It must be brand specific. You think so, eh? Yeah. Oh, because I had uh, – it's funny because I also had in recently a Land Rover that was um, uh, diesel as well, and it just said, you know, DEF uh, fluid. Um, where have you found the best deal on it, Bruce? Uh, did, I guess uh, the uh – Whoever wrote the tire store. Okay. Um, but, um, it doesn't, all it says in the manual is um, use their blue, but that's just Volkswagen's branding. Right. Um, I mean, I, I had a lady in last week who insisted that I use original Mazda oil and oil filter, and I explained to her that they don't make either one of those products themselves. They yeah. put their name on it afterwards. Yeah, but- you know something like you take transmission fluids; mm-hmm. they are brand specific. So there are some products that are specifically designed for that vehicle. Absolutely, and, and you got to be careful. You got to work with somebody who's knowledgeable in that area. 
That's true. I mean, I, I got in trouble myself with my Honda where I used a, a fluid that should work on all vehicles. Yeah. And, and it ended <laughs> up creating a problem. And uh, thankfully, I'm in the business. But if it, it was a customer's car, they'd be ticked off because it didn't operate properly. I started changing parts randomly afterwards. And it all came back down to what I did in the first place, which was I, I broke it myself in theory. Hey, Bruce, yes. if, Bruce, if you want to just hang on the line, yeah. our uh, producer, Carlos, is going to take your phone number. And uh, courtesy of Crown, we're going to give you a gift certificate for 150 bucks, so you can get your Volkswagen sprayed when the spring comes around. How's that? Sounds good. Okay, bud. All right, everybody, listen, we've got uh, lines coming open, and we want to take your calls in. We've got questions till the top of the hour. And coming up next, we're going to have the one and only from wheels.ca, Norris McDonald, with some interesting stuff and more questions till the top of the hour. This is Dave's Corner Garage, and we will be right back. Stay with us. Stay with It's a balmy minus 10 degrees outside right now. You're listening to Dave's Corner Garage. Um, me and Steve got here. Our car started this morning. Don't you hate when you get you go to turn the key and it goes click, 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 click? No, I like it. I have a condo. I'm underground. It's beautiful. <laughs> there you go. Okay, on the phone, we've got Norris McDonald and we've got Dave Redinger on the other line. Dave, take it away. Well, you know what? It was 35 years ago, September 1986, that the first wheel section uh, was, was created. Uh, the editor at the time was uh, Dennis Morgan. And they had a young writer, young, handsome young man by the name of Norris McDonald. And uh, we have Norris on the phone. How's that, Norris? Well, I was going to say, what a buildup. <laughs> uh, not sure about the uh, the accuracy, but uh, it's good to talk to you guys. The news today is that the real legend of Toronto Star Wheels, Jim Kenzie, who actually was writing about automobiles for the Toronto Star before wheels was invented. In fact, Jim has been appearing in the Saturday Star uh, for 38 years, every Saturday. Can you believe that? Wow. Anyway, today he wrote his last column. Uh, the legendary Jim Kenzie is retiring, and I'll tell you, I think it's a huge loss to the Star and to automotive journalism in general. He was the guy who created, literally created, uh, the, uh, uh, craft, and, uh, he was always number one right through to the end. And he's still driving that original Hornet, I think. <laughs> well, that was the, that was the fun thing about, about Jim. Jim always used to say that, you know, he couldn't afford to buy a new car, mm -hmm. but he drove every new car that was out there. Well, I mean, but on the same time, I mean, the, the wheel section is online, correct? Right. All right, so we still are getting, you know, automotive reviews of sort. Oh, don't misunderstand. No, no, no. Jim's retiring. Mm -hmm. The wheel section itself is still in the paper, although it's much smaller than it has been in uh, its glory years. The good news, by the way, mm -hmm. is that indications are there's new ownership at the Star, and indications are that the wheel section will be relaunched oh, good. Uh, sometime in March. Uh, right now, it's uh, just a couple of pages in the paper, but there's all sorts of reasons uh, for that. There's an ebb and flow to anything, any business, and uh, it just seems that the wheel section is at a little bit of a lull at the moment, but it's on the comeback trail. 
Well, you know, years ago, there used to be some pretty crappy cars. And, you know, before you bought one, or you know, you wanted to check out the wheel section to find out, you know, what, what they liked and what they didn't like. And, and, well, and, you know, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, people automatically went to wheels. And, of course, you know, when wheels was launched, Alan, I got it. You know this, but I, I just want to make it clear to your listeners. When wheels became the section in 1986, it was the first standalone automotive section in a major daily newspaper in North America. I'm sure the Detroit papers covered the automobile industry, Chicago, Los Angeles, but they did it in the business sections. The Toronto Star, with the wheel section standing alone as it was, with a self-help column and reviews and uh, taking a look at, at second-hand vehicles, uh, as a result of the success of wheels, everybody else copied it. That's why everybody's got a wheel section now. But Toronto Star Wheels was the first. And, of course, you know, as I say, Jim Kenzie uh, was in there mm-hmm. right from the beginning. He started his career, incidentally, uh, out in Milton. He lives in the area, still lives out that way. Um, he was uh, writing for a, competition, a short-lived uh, competition weekly to the Milton champion. And uh, when that... When that uh, challenger went out of business, he asked the champion for a job, and they said, "You're not good enough." So, so he ah. then got on the star, <laughs> and so uh, Jim always loved to say that he wasn't good enough to, to write for the Milton Champion, but he was good enough to write for Canada's biggest circulation daily newspaper. Well, I hear our champion laughing on the other line. What do you got to say, Dave? <laughs> Well, you know what? I was talking when he was around still to Dennis Morgan, and he said the paper actually was limited in size to the amount of paper they could print. I think it was 34 pages or something. And at one time, they actually had a double issue of 68 pages. So at that time, they had tons and tons and tons of of, uh, ads for used cars. And nowadays, everything's online. So I'm sure that the wheel section, when it comes back, will look a little bit different than it does today. Well, and also I think a little bit of a different focus. You know, you're absolutely right. If I want to buy a new GM or Ford or Honda or whatever, uh, you know, I, I can find every review, every every uh, uh, nook and cranny and, and, and nut and bolt of every new car that's made. Uh, so whether there's as much... Uh, for a newspaper section, I think, you know, the wheels.ca section, which will remain online, is going to be a kind of a traditional automotive section, but I think the new wheels will be uh, a little bit different. I don't want to, I don't want to give too much away here because the competition uh, is pretty fierce in Toronto, but uh, I think it's going to be uh, a welcome addition to the Saturday. You no, know, Norris, the, the reality is last auto show we had, Mm-hmm. Uh, which was a 19, I guess, I guess 2019. Uh, oh, 20, everybody 2020. was an automotive writer. I mean, they, you, got, you got a cell phone, you're an automotive writer. And, <laughs> and, you know, I'm thinking, you know, the real broadcasters and the real writers, you know, they've got a lot of problems with these kids. These kids open up, they got a camera, and away they go. They're on the Internet. Well, you know, and that's why I think newspapers have to rise to the competition, mm-hmm. uh, maybe looking at, again, doing things a little differently. I think the new wheels is going to be 
still going to be a car section, but we're going to take a, a, a different approach to it. Incidentally, if I can just circle back for one quick section, a second there, you mentioned the late Dennis Morgan, and he, of course, was the guy who invented wheels. Mm-hmm. Well, it was it was interesting how it came about because, you know, the star in the mid-'80s was really the big dog. And this is before Craigslist and before Kijiji and all of these online uh, advertising places. And so if you wanted to sell your car, you bought an ad in the star. Yep. And, the, and, and the star had automotive advertising coming out of its yin-yang. And the publisher, Beelan Hondrick, sent a, a note down and said, why don't we just get this stuff all in one place? And so that's actually how the wheel section started. It evolves into being, you know, an all-encompassing look at the automotive industry. Sure, there was advertising in there, but as I said earlier, there was feature writing, there was columnists. If you had a problem with a particular car company, uh, you know, there were self-help columns. There were people who stepped in and, and helped uh, consumers get through the red tape. All right, Morris, I'm going to step in myself because we've run out of a track here, and I want to thank you. I was and... just getting going, Al. <laughs> well, we'll get you back in, I'm sure, real soon. All right, buddy? All right, for sure. All Thanks right, take care. Have a great weekend, and stay safe, my friend. Okay. This is Dave's you, Corner Garage. We'll be back after these messages. And don't forget, you can go to our Facebook.com forward slash Dave's Corner Garage, and you can see all kinds of uh, cool car postings on there, especially with CAA, with My Pace, and, of course, with Crown that have a little... We're giving away some stuff today, which is kind of good. And you've got some colors, Al. Exactly. i got Marlene on the line. She's calling up from Hillsburg and has a question about Crown. Marlene, how are you today? I'm good. How are you gentlemen today? Excellent. Your question is? I have a question is, um, we bought a 06 Dodge Caravan, Grand Caravan, in August. Mm-hmm. It's in really good shape, rust-wise, and I would like to get a crown, but I was wondering, do the boys put it up on the hoist and take a look at it and see if it's worth doing before, you know, you do it, or...? By all means, they do lift it up. They're going to, uh, you know, evaluate it and, and okay. see if, if it's going to help you or not. Obviously, if it's not, they're not going to bother. They will, if, depending on when you go there, if it's been slushy or snowy, they're going to have to clean it underneath first. There's no charge for that. Um, but I, at the end of the day, I'm probably going to say, unless it's really bad, they're going to say to do it. And I would have to agree. Dave, what do you think? Definitely. Um, <laughs> you know what? But I think I would wait a little bit longer until the weather warms a bit, because being it's never been sprayed since, uh, what, 06? 06. Uh, the warmer it is, the better it is. The product moves easier, and the easier the metal absorbs it. So if I was going to be doing this, I would be doing it probably uh, April or May. Is okay, it, April or May. Okay. Marlene, is it a daily driver for you or just, you know, use it on occasion? No, it is our daily driver, but we don't go out much because of COVID, right? No, I understand <laughs> yeah. that. Takes these little jaunts here and there. And what's the mileage on the car now? The mileage is about uh, 170. Well, okay. That's great. Yeah. Not too bad, especially for the age. Yeah. All right, well, check it it's out. It's not Go- using any oil or anything, and it's in pretty good shape. I'm, it, maybe it's been sprayed before. I don't know. I just... I just like to do it because uh, my granddaughter bought a new car and I bugged her to get hers done. From, so. <laughs> you know what's interesting? Go get it done. <laughs> it's Dave? interesting that these cars are not as complicated as the new ones, and there may be a push for people to take older vehicles and restore them because the new cars are so complicated. You know, you walk by with a magnet and you can cause problems. So the reality is 
Yeah, it's a great car, and I like the year. 86 is a great year for that model. Dave, I think you drove one like that. Yep, drove for years. Yeah, you you had a nickname for it. What was it called, that old blue one? Oh, I forgot now. Uh, <laughs> but I used to buy them from Bell Canada, and they used to run the hell out of them. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. You got a question. Dave's got oh, an email for us. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I got an email. This is a really simple one. We were talking about this before. Mm-hmm. But uh, my, my owner's manual says I have to car- put premium gas in my car. Uh, the attendant said if I don't put premium gas in my car, I may damage the catalytic converter. Can I actually hurt my car by putting in regular gas in a car that requires premium? Well, the first caveat I want to make is that if your car is under warranty, I wouldn't mess around. I would stick with what the manufacturer suggests. Um, so if they say to use super gas or premium gas, then that's what I would use. Um, but at the end of the day, once it's out of warranty or it gets a little bit long in the tooth, if you want to switch to a medium grade, I don't think it would change effectively. Um, especially the cars nowadays, you know, you're talking about how complicated they are. The computer now monitors everything. So the one thing that it's looking for is it looking for engine knock. And that's mm-hmm. what the octane does. It, it lessens the ability of the engine to knock. But now if, if your engine sees it, the knock sensor picks Fix that up, and it will retard the timing. So on the good side, yeah, you're saving a little bit of money. But on the downside, Dave, what's going to happen? Well, the downside is you got less horsepower. Exactly, it's not going to be as powerful. And so the uh, bottom line is, you're really not saving anything because when the engine's running at full bore and it's it's running normally, you're getting good gas mileage. When you're running the cheap gas, you get worse gas mileage, and it probably is the same. It probably works out to being exactly the same. Are you saying that because you own a gas station? Uh, well, I rent it out. <laughs> <laughs> God, he's coy. <laughs> and it's like, you know, when this weather gets this cold, when it drops this quickly, how much is it? I know you get, you're going to have your heater on more and everything like that. But how much does it impact in your actual mileage when the cold weather kicks in like this? Oh, but at least 25%. Really? Yeah. yeah, it makes a big difference. Is there any truth to the rumor that, you know, once you get below when the E-light comes on, like you should, or a quarter of a tank left. You mean the amp- gas? Yeah, yeah, empty. yeah, 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 yeah. So it's you have a quarter. I was always told when you have a quarter of a, of a, <laughs> you have a quarter left of gas in your tank, you should not let it go any lower than that when it gets this cold. Uh, yeah, because the water. Do you see if there's any water in the gasoline? Water well, <laughs> Yes. Yeah, it, water, it collects yeah. at the bottom of the tank. What is that? Because it's heavier than the gasoline, okay. and you don't want it to freeze. If it freezes, you got to remember, Steve, that the gasoline is rotated between the tank and the engine several times before it's used. And so the gasoline gets warm. And then when you shut it down, it condenses the air inside the tank. So the truth is you should be driving on the top half of the tank, not the bottom half. Sounds like I'm talking to Sheldon on Big Bang. You know, he's going to tell me, theoretically, for a particular reason that you want to be doing this is that uh, the molecular structure of the gasoline is uh, according to uh, all rules yeah, and regulations. Yeah, right you're in my chair, right? Dave, thanks very much. You take care. Thanks for joining in today. The great show. Love being here. Excellent. And I think we're going to get you actually in studio next week, I'm told. We'll be down there. Our stuff, all our new equipment's coming in, and so am I. Woohoo! That means he's going to have to get new clothes, have to shower and shave, and a hat. (laughs) <laughs> Let's want to thank everybody who called in, and especially Trevor Hutchinson from Crown and Norris McDonald from Wheels.ca. And next week, as the weather gets colder and your car may start or, or stop, and you may lose power in your house, we're going to have Jonathan Schluin from Car Generators. So stay warm, have a great weekend, and we'll see you next week on Dave's Corner Garage.
This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.